Welcome. It is Monday night, and it is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got Juliet returning to the program with us. Hello, Juliet. Good to have you back with us. Oh, you are saying hi. I didn't unmute you. Uh, <laughs> and we also have Vince, but he's frozen right now, Britt. Why is it that every time we start the show, we have one person that's uh, always either can't get connected, gets kicked off, gets uh, frozen, something like that? What is it with that? Uh, you know, because the gods, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to, you know, maybe the gods are liberal and they're just trying to suppress us. <laughs> but I will say this. Vince has to pause on the most perfect picture to pause on. Yeah. I get the, I don't know what kind of photo, like I'm lovingly gazing, looking off. I don't know into what. Yeah, yeah, that. That's what I freeze on. And 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 Vince, now go back to Vince. Vince is all like manly and, and just like, mm, I'm going to cut your your throat in the middle of your night type thing. <laughs> And I get, I'm going to fluff your pillows and uh, do some laundry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You've got me crying already. Last night, by the end of the show, I was crying when we were talking. I was laughing so hard, and I'm doing it again now. We picked up right where we left off. Anyway, welcome to everyone. Good to have you all along with us here in our chat room as people file in for tonight's program. There's always a lot to talk about. I want to get started right away while Vince gets reconnected here. Um... Last night, in fact, uh, we talked a little bit about Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News, Tucker Carlson Tonight. And uh, there's an article came across my desk today that interested me for about three seconds. Um, When I saw this headline, Tucker Carlson is furious at Fox News executives for not supporting his NSA spying claims, sources say. I thought, oh, wow, is there really a feud going on here? between Tucker Carlson and Fox News management. And then I looked at the byline, and you probably can't see that very well, but this article was written by Brian Stelter of CNN and Oliver, oh my God. And Oliver Darcy. So uh, it immediately uh, took uh, a different tone for me. Instead of being a serious news article, I took it as comedy, and I started reading it. And there's some things that are pretty funny about it. Um, Tucker Carlson, People at CNN, I don't know whether it was Stelter himself, reached out to Fox News for comment on this, and they didn't get a reply. Uh, they said no, they, they did. They did. They did. Oh, hold on. They said, Brian, you're a potato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did say that. <laughs> but what they ended up doing, they contacted two Fox News spokespeople who, who did not give a, a, a response to their request for comment over the weekend. But then, in a text to see a CNN reporter, Carlson himself called the allegation that he and Fox executives are uh, at odds completely absurd. And this is the quote from Tucker Carlson that I think is a riot. Carlson was, and they don't say who he was texting. I'm assuming it was Brian Stelter himself. But Carlson said in this particular text, I'm not mad at anyone at Fox, he said. "If If I was, I'd say so. I'm mad at you for lying relentlessly. What a loathsome person you are. Please print that. (laughs) and and obviously they did because it's in this article um yeah so and then but this article again written by brian stelter from cnn goes on to say for the better part of two weeks carlson who's the highest rated host on fox i'll point out he's actually the highest rated host on cable news um he he's the top rated cable news program but stelter doesn't mention that he just says uh highest rated on fox um Carlson has repeatedly claimed that the Biden administration has been uh, spying on him. Fox pointedly has not covered his claims on its newscasts, even though such an intrusion would normally be a significant news story. Uh, Juliet, do you think Brian Stelter 
understands what a normally significant news story is, whether it's on Fox News or anywhere else? No, I don't even, I mean, can we call him a journalist at this point? I feel like he's an actor that reads a teleprompter and apparently pisses Tucker Carlson off on occasion. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he wouldn't know a good story if it hit him in the face. Like, he just repeats what he's told. It's very obvious. Yeah, and uh, he is actually the, the target of a lot of uh, references on Tucker's show, on Sean Hannity's show. I'm not sure about, I think the five, Gutfeld talks about him all the time, uses his image all the time uh, to quite some real humor. Um, he, he goes on to say, Stelter says that Carlson has a history of pushing conspiracy theories, and he's offered no proof of these allegations. He went on to say that Carlson's show operates almost like its own planet, removed from the vetting and oversight that applies to normal cable news shows. How many of uh, Stelter's art or, uh, stories during the last four years, Britt, were subject to oversight and vetting uh, that would, according to him, be part of a normal uh, cable news process. Well, Brian Stelter, a.k.a. The Potato, as uh, he's known <laughs> uh, on Twitter by everybody, The Potato, Tater Tot, Little Potato, Potato Spud. Also, if you put his picture side-by-side -side with Zucker, the president of CNN, they look an awful lot alike. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's a love child of some sort. They're related somehow. And that's how Brian still has his job because of daddy. Um, but Brian, Brian's whole show, the Potatoes' whole show is reviewing Fox News. That's his whole show. That's all he ever talks about is Fox, 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 Fox. He is not a reporter. He, is, he started off as the media reporter for CNN to report on the media for CNN. But, uh, uh, but apparently, um, you know, they're so hurting for talent over there that he's got his own show now, which has horrible ratings. But, you know, when your daddy runs the place, you get to do what you want. Um, but he has been a proven liar over and over again, as most of as everybody over at CNN. Again, they're writing articles to their audience, which is getting smaller and smaller. But they're basically writing to their audience. And uh, this is what we get. We get stupid shit like this. I, I love it that Tucker just goes back and says, right, that you're a lion, you know, <laughs> SOB for so long. And and it's so true. And it it. it, it Oh, man. Although I did see, I saw a breaking news scroll by uh, that Tucker is talking about actual evidence tonight or something. Did you see that yet, JB? Oh, I, I haven't. I, I DVR his program, so I'll be watching it after this show. Um, but, Juliet, you know, a couple quick stories come to mind. Actually, there's a half a dozen quick stories. There's a list somewhere of all the stories that the media got wrong during the Trump administration. Stelter didn't vet any of those he didn't have editors telling him not to run with those stories that were baseless allegations so why why the double standard how does he get away with it or maybe he doesn't because he's got no viewers anymore well you know the viewership is to me kind of heartwarming because it means that people aren't listening to him which is great but you know that there's a double standard in everything do you remember how much they complained about trump and accused him of nepotism for having his children part of his administration and then we have this guy over on cnn you know they just they can do whatever they want whenever they want yeah they and I don't, I don't want to stay on this story too long because it's really an insignificant story but, but it's Brit, fun but brit they their viewership is down like 68 percent from the beginning of the year they have virtually yeah, no viewers on any of their programs so You'd yeah. think they'd start to take a look at that and say, you know what, maybe we need to start taking a different approach 
to this whole thing. Maybe we shouldn't be running fake news stories that bash Republicans constantly. Maybe we should do something else. But they don't seem to have any any concern or any remorse about any of that. It's really strange to me. It just uh, they they're either making a boatload of money or or you know what? Now that I'm thinking about this on the fly, here's the deal. Uh, who's it that owns CNN? It's Comcast, right? Or is it ABC? That, or Disney? I think it's Comcast. Anyway, what are the big corporate companies? They're trying to offload CNN. They're trying the they're trying to sell the big building in Atlanta. They're trying I think to it's just AT&T, dump it. So, Brett. I think it's AT&T. I think you might. You know what? I think you are right. It is AT&T. Uh, so they're trying to sell the Atlanta office of CNN, that whole building, get rid of it. Um, so that maybe that's why Zucker got re-signed because AT&T is like, we're done with this train wreck. So just keep this jack wagon in place so we don't have to train no one new. We're going to sell this thing and off it goes and we're just going to get rid of it and write it off. And that's why they're really not changing anything over there because to them, it, 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 it's for sale. It's going away. So. You know what? Screw it. Let it let it yeah, ride. Yeah, but I, the only thing I would say think to, of. the only thing I would say to that as a business owner myself who has sold businesses, your business is worth a lot more when it makes more money, when it's doing better. If you if you go JV. in with higher ratings, yes. JV. Yes. You're a real business owner. Well, these are people on. that are on boards that make their money regardless, and if they if they get laid off or if they get fired from the board, they get a golden parachute, and they're off for a couple of years, and they show up on another board of a big company. You, yeah. on the other hand, I, were an owner of a bunch of businesses that you were the owner and you had no one else to answer to, and therefore you had a vested interest in uh, the bottom line. They don't. Well, I, I think they do. They have to. They have shareholders they have to answer to. Shareholders vote for boards of directors. Shareholders vote for uh, CEOs. So there are people that it's, it's not, it's not uh, you know, the public, but it's shareholders that do have an influence on that. Um, and they want to make money. Shareholders are holding the stock to make money. I want to move on, though. By the way, we do know Vince is frozen for, for the com people who have commented about it. He's trying to reconnect his internet. His internet, like uh, L's last night, um, just uh, abruptly stopped working. His didn't get hit by lightning, but it just stopped, so he's getting it rebooted and everything. Um, but here's another story, and I, Britt, this is right up your Ali, uh, we all know uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo has signed a bunch of, of executive orders in New York State to address the rampant crime that is taking over New York City and other parts of the state. And instead of going after the criminals, of course, like all good Democrats, he's going after gun owners and gun manufacturers, and I should say legal gun owners. Um, one of the things that he has done in his executive orders is he signed an order that uh, enacts the first of its kind order that would partially repeal the federal immunity shielding gun companies from frivolous lawsuits. This new law allows violence victims to sue gun manufacturers on the grounds of public nuisance or actions. Juliet, this has been talked about by the federal government. The federal government has yet to do anything about this. But basically, if uh, if you're the subject or someone in your family is the subject of gun crime, instead of going after the criminal, you can go after the gun manufacturer for a civil suit, uh, you know, in, in the millions of dollars. And there are some small gun manufacturers in New York State that say that the first lawsuit that comes around, they're out of business. They're completely gone. This is an end run on the Second Amendment. Oh, absolutely. But it just, you know, how how do we get to a place where people believe this makes any sense at all? So if I get in a car accident, does that mean that I can sue Honda because somebody drove a Honda and hit me with it? It just makes no sense at all. If you really think about it, and it's got to be unconstitutional, right? Like, 
if we took that to the, a good Supreme Court, they would throw it out. Well, there's a couple things, and you're right on both of those points. There is a small gun manufacturer uh, quoted in this article. He is a basically a, a shop house that makes uh, AR-15s. He says that this whole idea to use public nuisance laws says that uh, you could you could uh, imply or you could accuse or assert that blunt instruments are then public nuisance. You could say vehicles are public nuisance if they kill somebody. Anything brick could fit into that category by by these standards. That is true. That is true. Uh, England just had uh, one of the cities, uh, Yorkshire or something like that. They just did a big Twitter post uh, a few days ago about the uh, about the success of their knife. Their, their, their secret knife drop-off box because uh, they're trying to stop knifings because they're having so many knifings. Um, bottom line, people want to kill. If they want to kill, they're going to kill. So let me ask you this, JV. So, so if, if this is what they want to do and they want, they want to tweak this law or, or make, you know, so that the gun manufacturers can be sued, can we sue our politicians for making really dumb decisions and passing really dumb uh, uh, policies that inflict uh, uh, harm on Americans on a mass scale? Can we sue them directly? Because I would love to do that. I would love to be able to sue the head of the HHS if they make a dumb decision. I would love to sue that fucking IRS bureaucrat that screws up and ruins someone's life because he tanks their bank account and then they can't make their, their payroll and they go under and the IRS like, oh, you can't sue us because we're protected. You know, I would like to be able to find that single person and sue that, not have not have you when you sue that individual person, oh, they're protected by the uh, by the state or the federal government, and then you're basically suing them, so it's not no money out of, no, I want to be able to sue that individual person that made that decision. There was an engineer here in uh, Orange County that designed a bridge. He was the sole person that designed this bridge, and it was such a shitty bridge with a blind turn that uh, a trash truck came around, reared uh, a minivan, and killed a bunch of kids. And they tried to sue him directly because people in his office said, hey, this is a bad design, but he was arrogant and he did it anyways. You know what? They couldn't sue him because he was protected by, by the city laws, that, so he had to sue the city. I want to be able to sue the individual person. I want to be able to sue the individual person that pulls the trigger on that gun. I want to sue him. Can I sue his family too because they raised the piece of shit that decided to go willy-nilly and shoot up? Can I sue the family, the parent? Where does this stop at? Where does it stop at? I want to sue you know, the drunk driver that got behind the wheel. Do I sue Coors Light? Because, you know, they made a product that, where does this stop at? This doesn't. This is all about, this is all about getting the guns out of our hands so they can oppress us. They want us peasants. They, the, you know, the socialists that are in Congress right now are looking at Cuba, which are having these uprisings right now. But because the Cuban people don't have firearms, uh, the Castro group, whatever the new president's name is, whatever the hell his name is, He's sitting in the army, and the people can't fight back because they don't have guns. And the and the socials like AOC and Bernie Sanders and and Shalib and all that and that, that group, they're just being quiet because you know what? They're looking at that going, damn, we need to do that. We need to get the guns away from our citizens so we can just roll the tanks right over the top of them. They can't do nothing about it. We send the troops in. That's what they want. They want us unarmed so they can oppress us because they are authoritarian, dictator, racist, homophobic pieces of shit in our Congress. Juliet, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit afraid of Brit tonight. <laughs> Last night he had no energy. He saved it all for tonight. <laughs> Buckle up. He's going for the train. <laughs> Buckle up the seatbelts. Um, so just just kind of returning this to uh, the original article here. Cuomo's liability repeal, which could be challenged as a violation of federal law, Juliet, as you mentioned, it can't be constitutional, is one of several orders signed by the governor last week after parts of the Empire State have been crippled by a huge surge in shootings and other violent crimes since the beginning of this year. New York City has experienced 225 murders. That's a 37.2% change from 2019. Juliet, you don't live in New York. I do. 
but this is happening all around uh, Democrat and blue states, blue cities. They have changed bail laws to let criminals out of jail while they're waiting trial. They don't have to stay locked up. It's even dangerous ones. They let tons of people out of prison using COVID as an excuse to let them out of the prisons. They defunded police. New York City took a billion dollars out of the New York City Police Department and eliminated whole crime divisions in the New York City Police Department. And they've um, demonized law enforcement all the way around. It seems to me that the solution to solving the crime problem would be attacking those policies that the Democrats put in place to begin with. Oh, absolutely. Um, Actually, yesterday, D.C. just had their 100th murder of 2021, so we're right there. And D.C. is a lot smaller than New York, so yeah, I mean, it is everywhere. And I agree. I think Part of the problem is that everyone knows that the police are kind of, their hands are tied right now. They can't act like they have always acted because it'll end up on the news and they'll go to jail for life. Um, So I think it emboldened criminals. We let them all out of jail so they're not even afraid of getting arrested because they'll just get out on bail right away. And they're, they're not addressing the policies that have gotten us here at all, but then they'd have to admit they were wrong about it, and I don't think they're capable of that. Yeah, they but. they definitely aren't capable of doing that. I just got a text from Vince saying he's still having trouble getting his internet together. So we'll just have to enjoy this lovely, manly, <laughs> intense picture. This would be a great campaign photo for Vince. We need to save, hold on to that one. If he ever runs for office, he can use that that picture. Um, another article I want to I want to touch on here quickly. We'll go around one time, and then Britt, you can take it. Is that uh, there's a, there's a report that the Democratic National Committee. And Joe Biden and his allies are pushing SMS carriers, SMS is just short message service like texts, carriers like Verizon, to crack down on vaccine misinformation spread through, and this is the key, private text messaging. This is a real turn of events here. Let me read this. The Democratic National Committee reportedly wants short message service carriers to step in and police private text messages as part of a new push against COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. Allies of President Joe Biden, including the DNC, plan to, quote, engage fact checkers more aggressively and work alongside phone companies to combat misinformation about vaccines shared via social media and private SMS messaging services. First of all, um, uh, Juliet, is it common for, for political parties like the DNC or even the RNC to get into such minutia about policy? Generally, they're bigger platform statements coming from these national political parties. But this seems very, very specific coming from the DNC. It does. And it's honestly very scary to me because I feel like they're they're kind of testing the waters. They're seeing how the public is going to react to this idea of the government censoring our text messages. I mean, that's so insane to me that they're even that they would say that out loud and that they're proud of it. They're not afraid for people to know that they're thinking about that. And that is very worrisome to me. Yeah, it is. But I will say we can come up with codes. So (laughs) I dare you to try to figure out what we're talking about. Drug dealers have been doing this for decades. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, the funny thing is, is that they're, they're talking about it for something as, and I know the pandemic 
was a big deal. I know that a lot of people suffered and there, we had a lot of deaths associated with it. So for, forgive me for using these words, but in the scheme of things, to for them to want to monitor private text messages for something as silly as people who might have disagreements with the vaccine, um, that's one thing. I mean, we already know the NSA and the other security agencies are watching this stuff all the time, whether they'll admit it or not. Tucker Carlson's whole uh, complaint on his program about being spied on relates to emails and other electronic forms of communication. They're not supposed to be doing it domestically, but, Britt, I think we've already seen several examples that they are. Well, number one, it's scary that our that the carriers have the power to do this on a mass scale, that they can literally read all of our texts and have a way of censoring them which so if the if the if the if the dnc the government is saying we want you to do that or even trial ballooning it it means they have the technology to do it so that's a little scary that they're reading everything we're saying or they can if they want to um but you know they call trump a fascist a dictator an authoritarian and if this is not the peak pinnacle of chinese central party lenin-esque authoritarian communism marxist uh intrusion into our private lives which we're protected by the constitution from um the fact oh, and like, like juliet said the fact that they even said this out loud should scare people should wake you up should make you go oh my effing god i cannot wait to vote for trump in 2024 yeah, no, that's exactly right. The, the number of times, and I still see it. I still see. I still have people commenting on posts that I'll make on Facebook, which I do very rarely anymore, talking about uh, Trump being a fascist and 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 the loss of our democratic rights and freedoms under Trump. And I keep saying, are you not watching what's going on right now in front of your very eyes? And how can you look at something like this and for a minute not recognize that this is truly fascism? This is truly authoritarianism. This is truly Truly tyrannical. Britt, go ahead. I know you've got something ready to go. I got some stuff. Hey, we got snakes on a plane, and it ain't the slithering kind. These are the uh, Democrats uh, of Texas, the Texas legislature Democrats. They all jumped on a private plane to get the hell out of Dodge so that the Texas government can't form a quorum to have a vote on the voter ID, uh, the voter uh, registration. They are passing a law that is to uh, uh, strengthen, to fortify the election process, voter IDs, uh, specific kind of ballots, uh, machines that everything has to be paper, no machine only type stuff. And they just jumped on a plane and bolted. So first thought of my head was, wow, no more masks? No more masks. Democrats, all about wearing the mask. Everybody got to wear the mask. Apparently these, these, these uh, uh, elites, these, these, ro this royalty of taxes, they don't have to wear a mask. Also, they're on a private jet. Isn't that bad for the environment? So they're blowing up the green deal. So they're blowing up the green deal. Um, and then there's another photo where they have Miller Lite. They're drinking Miller Lite. We pay them better than that. They can drink better than Miller Lite. <laughs> there's got to be a Texas and, beer. Maybe yeah, maybe te maybe Miller is brewed in Texas. I don't know. Yeah. And, and then also the other thing, Juliet, and I'll give it to you just to comment in general on, but the other thing is that when you, when you run for the legislature or government, uh, you are not allowed to do this. This is actually against the law in Texas to, uh, to, uh, uh, run away from your responsibilities. Their job is to debate, have a debate, come to a decision and have a vote. And they're not doing that. What, what, what is up with this? Uh, Juliet? It's all females there too, Juliet. That's your people. What's going on? 
Oh, it's classic. Like, all the girls got together, and they, like, whispered, and they were like, we'll just leave, and then we won't have to vote on this. Ha, ha, ha. And look how proud they are of themselves. Like, those are smug smiles right there. Those aren't like, we're so happy. They're smug. But, um, you know, I, I'm glad you answered the question I was going to ask. If Like, there's that can't be legal. Like, you've been elected to do a job, and you just run out the back door. And... I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I hope that they face consequences. I don't know what what kind of punishment you can give them, but I hope there's backlash. And as a former bartender, I have to say I'm also horribly offended by the Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, JV, in all seriousness, I mean, the way our government is supposed to work is we're, we, the people, vote for, vote for representatives. They're supposed to go to the Capitol and debate come to an agreement, draft a, draft a bill, and vote on it. Why, why, do we, why do they think they don't have to do that anymore? What, what, what is the mindset where they, I'm taking my ball and going home with it? They literally are doing that in real life with our politics. Well, let me preface lives. Let, me, let me preface by saying two things. One, please put your face back on here so I can see you and not these ladies. The second thing is that I am in full support of this technique if it comes down to it in the U.S. Senate and they try to push through any type of radical legislation, whether it's this voting um, restriction bill that they've got H.R. 1, S.R. 1, whether it's court packing. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a half a dozen of these radical bills that the Republicans in the Senate, if they nuke the filibuster, would have to leave and not allow them to have a quorum in order to stop any of that legislation. So having, even though I'm about to criticize these ladies, I would fully support the Republicans in the Senate doing that to stop this stuff. Because if they allowed any of that to get through, the Republicans will never stand a chance to be one-party rule from this day forward. Okay, having said that, you're right about this being illegal. In fact, here's uh, a quote from an article about this particular story. It says, all absentees, this is actually, I think, from the Texas law. All absentees for whom no sufficient excuse is made may, by order of a majority of those present, be sent for and arrested wherever they may be found by the sergeant at arms or an officer appointed by the sergeant at arms for that purpose, and their attendance shall be secured and retained. The House shall determine on what conditions they shall be discharged. Um, uh, this is Section 1 on securing a quorum on page 87 of Texas uh, of the rules of the Texas legislature. So, yeah, they can be arrested. They can be actually pursued by law enforcement and arrested wherever they go to hide. And, you know, they're yucking it up on that plane. They're, they're, they're you know, this is a big adventure for them. And they are leaving the people that voted them uh, into office in the lurch. They should be there trying to influence the legislation to uh, to affect some type of moderation. And uh, personally, I think that it's fine the way it is. But I'm just their job is to be there, debate it, try to get the needle to move in their direction. If they don't have the majority, they're not going to be able to get it to come all the way in their direction. But they're supposed to be there to try to get some kind of compromise. Instead, they pack their bags, they jumped on a private. Uh, uh, carbon burning plane and they're off to uh, to party for they have to be out of the state for a, at least a month is what I read so it'll be wow. interesting to see how this plays well, you know, out yeah exactly and just so you uh, I heard a talking head on one of the news stations say that uh, at the federal level it is not illegal right no I know but that I know it's state, not illegal yeah, yeah. yeah for the state of Texas it is illegal right this is this, are, I read you the Texas law it's not, it's not the same right, for right. the national stuff well, I'm just saying you're you you you're you're all for the Republicans do it in the in the at the federal level. That's a legal tactic. 
Yes. In Texas, it's not illegal. I was just trying to make sure everybody knew I was about to be hypocritical because I support it, that tactic for the federal government. I do not, and I was criticizing these ladies for doing it, whether it's illegal or not. But yes, and I love this meme, by the way. Yeah, I was just putting this up because Biden has something to say to you, (laughs) but he can't get it out because he's the quicker fucker-upper. I saw, I, I literally, I literally, I literally cried laughing when I saw this today. Okay, on to something more serious. I found Biden's uh, uh, door-to-door team, and they were having a, 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 a motivational meeting today um, for the COVID-19 door-to-door team meeting, you know, to go out and give the job, the, the jab to everybody. And, you know, I, I saw this and I laughed, and so I stole it, and I, you know, I, whatever. But uh, this is almost what it's like. I mean, what, what are we going to? I mean, they're going to go door-to-door with the needles. And when we say no at the door, I mean, do they really think that the people are going to, are going to say yes when they come to the door. I mean, they won't They won't go. I mean, you can just go to CVS, Walgreens. Hell, you can go to your local bar and get the shot, and they're not doing it. So when these people come to the door and we say no, is this the next step where, where they have where they have armed goons showing up and it's it's, it's going to be under threat of, 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 I guess, imprisonment? Or maybe they execute you right there on the spot so you don't spread it, Julia. I mean, what are they? The levels that they're going to to put this shit in our system, and, and granted, I'm vaccinated. I wouldn't got vaccinated, but the levels that they're going to make people take this is blowing my mind, and it's making me wonder: Are they not telling something to us about the COVID, or is it something that's in the vax that they're not telling? I don't know what, but this is weird. What they're doing? Oh, it's very weird. And if you if you look at it, okay, so we're going, we're threatening to go door to door and like literally come to your house and try to pressure you into taking it. France is saying healthcare workers have to have it by a certain date. And then they'll think about mandating that for the population after that. And then the UK has been discussing making it mandatory to be able to get into like pubs and games and stuff. So everybody's trying a different tactic to see what works right now. And I guarantee whichever one is more successful, we'll see it everywhere. I think you might be right with that. I absolutely think you might be right with that. JV, do you want to add something to this? I just want to make sure that we're, we're clear about this. The White House is defending, I'm not defending the White House, but they are defending this by saying it's being misinterpreted. The people they want to have at this point going door to door, and I still don't support it, but just so we're clear, the people they want to have going door to door are going to be community leaders, church members. It's it's not going to be government agents yet. And it's supposed to be just an informational campaign. There are people in the media, however, that are saying to hell with that, send people around with syringes and make them take the shot. That's the media saying that. At least some yeah. of them, some in the media. So, just want to be clear about that. Well, I'm look, I'm looking at this photo, and these are these are this is a religious group at a at a church having a sermon about what to do. So these are the community leaders of this particular town. They're going to go around and make sure the jab gets going. Um, all right, so I'm going to move on from this, and I'm going to go to this. So we're talking about the jab and a little worrisome. So this is uh, this is uh, from the Guardian, uh, which is a you know it's a liberal rag, but whatever. But this is a, a, a genetically modified corn set up to stop men spreading his seed. Scientists have contained the ultimate GM crop, contraceptive corn, waving field waving fields of maize of maize may one day save the world from overpopulation. The pregnancy prevention plant are the whole, uh, handiwork of of the San Diego Biotechnology company 
It says episode. Where researchers, Episite. Episite? Thank you. I, it's a little in my blur zone. Where, where researchers have uh, discovered a rare class of human antibodies that attack the sperm. Basically, in a nutshell, they have designed corn that when men eat it, it actually attacks their sperm and makes you infertile. So to all the people out there that said that this is not a thing, this is a conspiracy theory, no one's going to do this. Here is a company that's mastered it in corn and it's worked and worked and worked. I mean, the honesty is they don't have to tell us. They can just put it into the put it into the food population that they're sending out, and then we have a bunch of people that uh, are all of a sudden infertile. Juliet, do you, or could this possibly be men's uh, the the men's version of the pill? We just have to eat some corn, oh. and then. Well, I mean, you know, I remember there was a debate a while ago about how if you have a a GMO field next to an organic field, eventually the genetically modified corn starts to invade the organic field because i guess plants can cross pollinate whatever how do you contain that and how do you make sure that you're not accidentally making your entire population infertile and then all of a sudden you can't repopulate at all you just die off it's insane but it makes sense because i mean it was 2016 that russia said they weren't going to import corn from the united states anymore because it was, I think they called it infected. And mm. I mean, it's so, it's, it's, I've, I remembered that. I looked it up the other day and it's like, it's so, you know, other countries know what's up and they don't want anything to do with it, which should be worrisome because, you know, Russia cares about human rights so much more than we do. You gotta worry <laughs> about it. But yeah, that's so scary to me. Can you imagine? I mean, it would be one thing if it was a, processed thing that you just ate like a cookie but that we're talking about a plant that grows in huge quantities it's i don't know that's so scary yeah and what about jv what about the land of unintended consequences maybe uh it kind of you know makes us infertile but all of a sudden because cows eat a lot of corn all of a sudden we wipe out our whole meat industry well, anybody who knows anything knows that there's only one use for magic corn, and that's to make reindeer fly. We've all seen it. We all know well, that true. that's what it's supposed to be used for. It's not supposed <laughs> to be used for something like this. In fact, I think one of the things we've been reading a lot about, uh, not just here in the United States, but globally, is uh, sperm counts are down considerably, and there's a lot of concern. Maybe they're feeding to this this to us already, and we don't we're not aware of it. But but there are some circles that are very very concerned with the with the drop in a significant drop in sperm count. I don't know what the numbers are, but if someone was to look it up, it's something like you know ten thousand per whatever to one thousand, some significant drop. Um, and the other thing I have to say about this is that, you know, this isn't the first time that we've had to deal with something like this. When I was in the Air Force, when I was going through basic training, there was a rumor going around in the in our barracks saying, and it went through every barracks in every flight during basic training for the last 150 50 or 100 years or whatever. And that rumor was they put saltpeter in the water so the, the guys, nobody was getting uh, an erection. Um, to control the uh, basic training population. I don't know if they did it or not. I don't, you know, who know, who the hell knows? But that's what everybody said. So um, maybe they were doing that. Maybe that was a trial run on the military to see if the corn is ultimately going to have some effect. But you're right, Juliet. What happens when this plant 
starts to crossbreed with our normal supply of corn, and then there's no way to stop, and it you know it ends up everywhere, and there's no way to stop this. Uh, you talk about another way that these people are trying to uh, not just lower our population, but eliminate our population. Yeah, this is a this is really scary, and also um, so Annie Smith in chat said, remember there is corn, corn oil, corn flour, corn sugar, feed. It's in everything. Also, Annie Smith is my mom. So now I gotta watch my mouth. <laughs> oh, oh boy! But now I have everything I changes. I gotta watch my mouth. Every, all right. Although well, the real, although the although the reality is, my mom uses the F word more than me. So all right, here you go. Here you go, Brit's mom. Oh, oh thank you, JV. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. This, yeah, no. This is this is this is Brit after eating some of that corn, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I'm constipated. <laughs> I can't get an erection, and I'm constipated. <laughs> All right. Oh, my All right. God. You, uh, you want me to go do something, or do you have more? Yeah, go for it. I got more, but you can go. All right. I want to talk a little bit more seriously about something we've addressed on this program a few times, and this idea of a global minimum tax that the Biden administration is pushing. And right now, there are two more countries that have expressed support for this. That doesn't mean there's only three. That means there's like 130 now that have signed on to this idea. And in case you were worried, the latest, the last two to come on board were Peru and the Caribbean nation of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly because it's such an insignificant nation. Um, but these two nations have signed on. There are, there are only a handful of countries right now that are not part of this agreement. And listen to this list of countries that are not agreeing to this at this point. Hungary. Ireland, Estonia, Kenya, Nigeria, Barbados, and Sri Lanka. And Hungary and Estonia are the two most important nations. The rest of them don't have much of an economy that will make much of a difference, but Hungary and Estonia do. And uh, they are saying, Hungary, for example, is saying our corporate tax is 9%, and Hungary rec uh, rejects any initiative that would lead to tax increases and weaken our competitiveness. That's according to the Minister of Finance of Hungary. says nobody has the right to intervene from abroad in Hungary. Now, those two nations that I mentioned in the beginning of this, Juliet, um, the, the, what was the, uh, oh, shoot, Peru and the island, whatever, the Grenadines, whatever it was, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, should they have any role whatsoever and if this thing passes, they will, setting U.S. corporate tax rates. These two little meaningless nations, should they have input in U.S. tax rates and tax policy? No, absolutely not. And, you know, you have to wonder because it is so irrelevant to them, to be honest. So you really have to wonder who bribed them with what to be like, okay, yeah, we'll sign this, whatever. But I was talking about this the other day, and, like, for it's Hungary that has the 9% tax rate right yeah what on earth is their incentive to join everybody and all everybody will have the same rate because these small countries that have really low tax rates bring business and then they make money because those businesses have headquarters there so what on earth is their incentive to join in on this yeah and this is all then, you know, last week joe biden gave a speech and issued 72 point and a 72 point executive order talking about enforcing competitiveness in the u.s marketplace yet here he is trying to eliminate any kind of competitiveness in the global marketplace 
the reason companies should want to locate in the United States or anywhere else is because we have a competitive environment, a competitive and a safe environment for them. That's an incentive for our federal government to do the right thing and keep corporate taxes low. Brit, Estonia, in their opposition to this, talks about they've got a flax, a flat tax system. They say for 20 years now, Estonia's distribution-based corporate tax income system has helped create growth and innovation in a friendly environment. They say Estonia's distribution tax system has been hailed as an optimal tax system that completely removes economic double taxation while delivering a healthy level of corporate tax revenue. They have a flat tax. We've talked about flat tax in this country for a long time, and it seems to work for Estonia. Why would they want to change it? Why would they want to do this? Well, they don't, and they're not going to, unless they're forced by threat of uh, guns and nuclear weapons and the American military might, and you know, all of a sudden they just don't get their oil shipments, and all of a sudden their internet just goes completely haywire because the CIA gets involved. Because God forbid you don't bow to the DC elites and the world, the 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 the, the Davos Devo, the Davos crowd, the Soroses, the bait, uh, the wow, I am all over the place today. The Soroses, the Bloombergs, the uh, Bezos, the uh, Musk. You know, if you don't bow to them, we're just going to squash you. I mean, George Soros is on tape saying it's fun to squash little countries. They will fix them. They will fall in line. They will do as they're told because, you know, we're going to the one world order or we're going to war. You pick which way you want to go. I yield back my time. You yield back your time. Um, it's it's curious to see. And again, I go back to this competitive thing. This basically, if they were to get this thing to pass, which I highly doubt it'll get through the U.S. Congress, and it has to be approved by the legislatures of every member country. Uh, so I doubt it'll actually happen. But if they were to do that, it gets them off the hook for having to be competitive at all. They can tax whatever the hell they want because they won't have to worry about international competition for corporate tax rates. Yes. Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. America's going to go first, and we're going to give everybody else 10 years to enter, 20 years to enter, 12. And America will go first, and we'll fund it all. You watch. That's what they'll obligate us to. And then uh, and then when the 10 years comes up or the 15 years comes up, they'll find some. those countries will find some reason to just not join in, like China does all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, the same G20 that is putting this beautiful tax deal together has a new announcement for us. They're endorsing a fossil fuel reduction program through carbon pricing. This is the carbon tax we've been talking about for years. Over the weekend, the G20 finance ministers touted the need to discourage fossil fuel use. Um, and here's the quote from them. Tackling climate change and biodiversity loss and promoting environmental protection remains urgent priorities. This mix should include a wide set of tools, such as investing in sustainable infrastructure, etc., uh, etc. Et I'm going to skip to the good part. It says... They need to work on phasing out inefficient fossil fuel subsidies that encourage wasteful consumption and, if appropriate, the use of carbon pricing mechanisms and incentives while providing targeted support for the poorest and the most vulnerable. So, Juliet, carbon tax is coming our way. They are going to make uh, filling, putting gas in your car putting heating oil in your in your heating oil tank if you use that oil to use natural gas for that matter to heat your house they're going to make sure it's so expensive that you have no choice either to freeze in your home not drive or if you can afford it you'll be able to buy a hundred thousand dollar tesla or something to drive around in and then if you're a poor country the u.s is going to subsidize 
their efforts, so they'll still get the cheap energy in one way or another. But the U.S. middle class, consider it gone. Oh, absolutely. This is it for us. Like, if if they get this, we're done. I mean, it, I think everyone can agree that we don't want to use things that are bad for the environment and for us, but until we have an actual alternative that works, because solar panels and wind power really can't cut it, we can't change like you can't just make people stop using the only thing that works because you would rather they use something else we need to invent it we need to find something better before we can phase out of this i don't think it would be an issue if we had an alternative Brett, i just want to kind of go on a uh a, a pull the the camera back a little look at a, the bigger picture here for a second you've got since the biden administration took office where are we? we're in july now we're about to hit the six month mark of the biden administration God, that's it? Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. In just six months, so many major decisions that have all hurt or are about to hurt Americans, American consumers, American uh, paycheck earners, uh, American families, Americans on whole, decision after decision after decision. It's, and, and Americans are, are, are the, the target of every single one of them. And when I say target, I don't mean in a beneficial way at all. We, are, we have big bullseyes on our backs as American citizens from the Biden administration. Um, and well, and it's not really the Biden administration because the Biden doesn't, Biden doesn't know what the hell he's doing. This is the, this is the Obama stealth government. This is Obama year three. This is uh, Susan Rice behind the scenes working with, you know, the Rainbow Coalition and uh, what was the other one? Acorn. All these things, all these socialist Marxist type uh, uh, entities pushing <laughs> forward on their agendas. And I'm sorry, but this is not good for the middle class. This is not good for the poor. Marxism, communism, socialism is only good for the 1%. Oh, Jesus Christ, JV. Only good for the 1% at the very top. And they are they're they're just pushing and pushing and pushing, and they're just going to keep doing it. And the carbon tax, if they can get that through, that is a hell of a weapon for them to do what they want to do. And if we remember what that is, that is the the elite rich, the super elite rich. They want all of us peasants outside of the walls to not go anywhere, to not travel because we're going to destroy the planet. But yet they still want to have their private islands with their private jets, so that they can do what they want, while we back for food because if we're too busy looking for food and trying to figure out how we're going to get our next meal we're not looking at them and trying to climb the ladder and take their spot in the hierarchy of riches although in america it's unique where we can we can climb class structure but most of the other countries you can't you're 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 born into where you're born in and you're stuck there i learned that from watching downtown abbey i binge watched that the last two weeks it was quite interesting uh, I want to, uh, so that's what you're doing when you were supposed to go over those lists that I asked you to go over? Good to know. Um, Randall Flagg, <laughs> Randall Flagg in our chat room said, uh, people need to look at where the world was before petroleum. It changed the world for the better. And that's absolutely right. Fossil oh fuels God, yes. have created more good, uh, higher standard of living for everyone around the world who has chosen to participate. Britt, I think this is a good time for you to bring up your... Uh, that 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 uh, that photo you were talking about as it relates to Marxism, because this is very appropriate to the conversation we're having. Yeah. So everybody in chat, everybody in chat, look at this photo, and and, and in particular the the smash capitalism sticker on her twelve hundred dollar computer. 
But my, my challenge to you in chat is to look at this photo and find all the things that this young lady, this young, educated, super smarter than us, amazing intellect person is using or wearing that would not be there if she had her way and there was no capitalism. I mean, I can see like one, two, three, four. I can see like seven things right off the bat. Oh, and also, she's, I'll give you a little tip. She's sitting in the part of the airport that is the private area that you pay extra to be in so you don't have to hang out with the riffraff. Of course. So not only does she want to smash capitalism, she's also an elitist snob. And if this is your daughter or you know who this is, you need to shame her. She needs to be shamed for what she's saying here because what she's like, like take all her stuff away and just kick her out. That's what parents should do. You have a radicalized BLM child, take all their shit away and put them out on the street. Tell them to go figure it out. That'll, that'll, that'll learn them. Anyway, look at this, type it into chat. Um, and whoever comes up with the most, uh, will give you a token. The, the, the bottom line, the the bottom line, to, but... bottom line here is that anyone who is part of a capitalistic system and enjoys the fruits of that system, which really is most of the world because America exports its products to most of the world, you know, smartphones, computers, all of these things that we take for granted, medicines on a day-to-day -day basis are the product of a capitalistic system, one that provides a profit motive for people to excel, in, innovate, and create. And people like this who who uh, demand an end to the capitalistic system are the last ones they're going to give up all of those things. Juliet, can you see anybody like that actually handing over all of those things that capitalism created and provided for them? No, of course not. I, I really honestly want to know what it is they teach these people because... Like, I think they believe that if we lived in a socialist society, then they would just not have to work and they'd have everything they wanted. Everyone would have everything they wanted and they could, you know, work on their painting skills or something. I just don't get it. I don't. How how do you sell young adults on the idea that, like, we'll all be equally miserable? But I guess they phrase it differently. Well, they do phrase it differently, and they're not teaching the history. As We talked about this last night on Sunday Night Leftovers and Rightovers, and we talked about the fact that these ideas are, I mean, to say they're failed ideas is, is, a, is an understatement and a simplification. But if, you know, if you look through history and you look around the world, these ideas they're trying to foist on us are the most uh, disproven and absolutely... Um, discredited ideas that civilizations have tried throughout history they always fail they never provide what they promise to provide and uh, they're apparently not teaching any of it in schools Britt I guess that's another thing we can add to the problems with our public schools yes yeah, yeah. we need we need, get your kids out of government schools get your kids out of the government schools you know I actually I have uh, what are we at on time Ooh, 10 minutes uh, I'm going to push this to next week. Um, but I do have something a little shorter uh, that kind of goes along with this. So I ran across this meme, uh, one, of the, one of the very smart people I follow. So fact checkers, Rudder, Rudders, is that how you say it? Rutters? Reuters. Reuters. Reuters, is a, Reuters. Reuters thank you. Reuters is a, thank you. Reuters is a news agency like AP, um, and they have a fact checking. And the fact check, no evidence that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine causes Alzheimer's disease. Reuters, Reuters, they fact check it. So it must be true, right? Well, here's James C. Smith, Chief Executive Officer of Thompson Reuters Corporation. Reuters. Um, Reuters, <laughs> Reuters, Reuters, Roku, Roku. It's all the tomato, tomato. 
uh, Reuters Corporation. But also, if you look uh, look towards the left upper, he's also on the Pfizer Board of Directors. So the Pfizer Board of Directors is Chief Executive Officer of Reuters, and Reuters does a fact check saying that Pfizer COVID nineteen vaccine doesn't cause doesn't cause Alzheimer's. How blatant does this have to be for people to real to wake up and go, damn, there's something weird going on, and they are lying to us. The press is worthless. AP, Reuters, The Post, New York Times, ABC News, NBC News, CNN, MS, they are lying to us. Every fucking day they're pushing a narrative. They're driving us into I don't know what, and we just keep watching it. Juliet, does this surprise you? That is this blatant? Uh, remember when they used to say cigarettes don't cause lung cancer? Like, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I can't believe they are even saying this because how on earth would they know? It's only been out for like, I mean, they probably started testing it like a year ago. So you're saying that within one year, nobody developed Alzheimer's. So we're, we're in the clear. <laughs> it just, like, what? Like, there have to be more sane people out here that even if they don't question it too hard or like, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe they move on with their lives, but... None of this makes sense. Like, there's no science behind any of it. No, none. I, well, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, well, there was kind of science to start it, and then there was big right. dollar sign sciences. So, JB, do you think that the, CIA, the the chief executive officer is running cover for his for his Pfizer company so his stocks don't tank? Yeah. What was the Protect car? What was the car that Ralph Nader became famous for? For uh, for. Uh, Go uh, basically uh, taking legal action again because it would blow up when anybody uh, backed or hit it from the. Was it the Pinto? Yeah, it, it was, was the Pinto. The Pinto. Okay. Yeah, the Ford yeah. Pinto. Uh -huh. well, Ford said yeah. the Pinto had no problems. Um, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, Philip Morris says that cigarettes don't cause cancer. Uh, you know, every corporation is going to run cover for itself. There's no question about that. But when you have these but boards of fact checkers that are being impaneled to supposedly tell you what's fact, what's, and what's not, and they have a vested interest in the outcome of that fact or fiction, then we have a real problem. And that's happening more, more than, than anyone cares to admit to, not just this. I don't know, you know the Reuters fact check, whatever. You've got the Washington Post selectively giving out Pinocchios. You've got Facebook with their panel of whomever they, the hell they are making uh, you know determinations as to what's real, what's not. You still can't mention hydroxychloroquine as, a, as a, any kind of uh, treatment for um, COVID. I don't know why. I mean, they'll let you talk about echinacea and ginger root as being, you know, things that'll that'll help cure ailments. Why can't somebody mention this? It's just insane the way we've allowed these people to determine what's truth and what's not, and it has nothing to do with facts. And then I went down another rabbit hole, which these these press campaigns for these big companies like the Pfizer's, they have they have legions of bots that all of a sudden come out and start saying the same thing. And I don't know if you guys can make this out, but kind of small. like the one on the right, it's yeah, the one on the right, it's this is disgusting. Masks and social distancing should be should be in place, blah, blah, blah. And then the next, you know, another person, this is disgusting. Masks and social distancing should be in the and blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is, it, they literally all say the same thing. They're all bots. The ones on the left, which are even small for me to read, um, say advanced, uh, oh wait, I know how to do this. No, I don't, it's not working. I used to be able to zoom this in. Um, it says advanced vaccine uh, rhetoric. Oh, there we go. Can you can you make it out clearly, JV? Because I can't. 
I think it says anti-vaccine rhetoric is dangerous and unscientific. Vaccine hesitancy and refusal threaten public health and any assault on lawmakers and others is unacceptable. Thank you. So my point to this whole thing is, is if you look at the left and you look at the right, it's it's just legions of bots on social media. This happens to be Twitter, but it's on Facebook. It's on all of them. They, there's companies that do this for marketing campaigns, and they send out these people. They they have followers. It looks like they're interacting to to fold the algorithms that go through and delete the bots. And but you know, if you're an unassuming, you know, really not that deep into researching stuff person. All of a sudden, you see 10 or 12 people saying the same thing, and it's like, hey, but it's the exact same thing. So it's just repeating and putting it out there, and this is how they fool us. This is what big corporations do. This is what big tech is doing to drive a narrative to brainwash us. Juliet, do, do you fall for this kind of stuff when you're surfing, or are you black-pilled like the rest of us on the show that we see right through the BS? Well, I'll say now I do. I'm going to just come totally confess that at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was all in. I was like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. Like I bought, I didn't go buy a truckload of toilet paper, but I bought all <laughs> like things I thought I needed, you know. I think they totally sold me on it. And then it was pretty quickly, like within the first couple months, it unraveled. And I started to be like, well, wait, but, you know, and then just I saw the propaganda techniques. But I will say that totally works on everybody else. I really think it does. It's it is. It's propaganda. It's bandwagon yeah. thinking, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah, I, don't think I mean, everybody that's else. creepy. True. Isn't it? It's really creepy. And it's not everybody else, but I think it's a large enough percentage of the population that it's effective. I mean, mm -hmm. if you really think about it, the elections are decided by a very small group of people that kind of wishwash back and forth. And that's what they're doing. And that's what this is. I am. It is. It is really going to be interesting to see how 2022 elections go. But after that, when we roll into the presidency, especially if Trump says he's going for it, the, the left is going to lose their ever-loving mind. We're going to see all the stops pulled out. But the difference is now we do have Rumble. We do have Gitter and Gab, and people are knowing about it now. And we have Trump that's kind of getting on the other platforms. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens. But I wonder if they will go after the IP server people, the people that give out your IP address for your website, and then they'll just nuke them that way. Because right now, Rumble and Gab and Gitter, they can't touch unless they mm -hmm. nuke their IPs. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And then what we put up with. I mean, I know I'll be down at the polling counting place making sure no shenanigans I've, are going on. I've, Go always, ahead, I've always said maybe live in interesting times. And, man, the next four, three years now are going to be so fascinating. They're going to be painful at times, but it's going to be very, very fascinating. You know, mm. we've got this situation brewing where the president of the United States is nearly mentally incompetent, and he will be have to leave office before the end of the four years. I, I think they're going to try to keep him in there through the midterms, but um, but I don't. it won't last any longer than that, if they can even keep him there that long. So it'll be interesting to watch. I want to end with something, and we're a minute over here, but I want to end with something that I, I've, I found a little bit comical. Last night we were talking about how I watch Sean Hannity's show and how I watch Laura Ingram's show. I don't watch them, but I fast forward through them. And when I see a guest that I like, I stop and, I, and I'll listen to what that guest has to say. And one of the people I mentioned was Newt Gingrich. Uh, apparently he was on, I don't know if it was today or must have been this morning, Fox and Friends. And he had a few things to say about uh, Kamala Harris, which I thought was just funny. And I thought it would be a comical way to end the show. Um he was talking with uh, the Fox and Friends hosts. He was talking about uh, an interview that...
Kamala Harris did with Black Entertainment Television, in which she explained that in some places, people don't have access to copy their ID because they don't near, live near an Office Max or a Kinko's. So we can't have ID requirements with absentee voting or mail-in voting because people can't get their, uh, their, their IDs copied. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but Gingrich went on to blow that idea apart. And in, in his final sentence of this, he said, Harris looks more like a fool more than a vice president about half the time. And I can't wait for her comments on Cuba. We all know what's happening there on Cuba, if she even knows where that island is. So, you know, <laughs> she is a laughing stock almost everywhere. Well, she's clearly incompetent and she's second in line to be president. What were you going to say, Britt? Uh, well, she also used the word Xerox. As yeah. opposed to copy, she's yes. Xerox. Yes, and it, Office Max, if I remember correctly, has been gone for a while. Office Max and Kinkos, they're FedEx and UPS now for many years. At least well, out here in California. Well, I know that there's been there's exist. been a bunch of mergers. I know Office Depot and Office Max and UPS office stores. Yeah. They've all kind of uh, come together. So I don't even know what exists anymore. But Julia, do you have any confidence in Kamala Harris? Oh my gosh, no. Uh Oh my god! Like I don't know if I've ever seen a more just naturally unpolitician. I feel like everything she says is just like uh, her again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or, the, or the cackle, the cackle. <laughs> oh, the cackle! No, but like to the whole like they don't have copiers. So in the schools in those areas, do they use like a tablet and a chisel to do their worksheets? Like, where, <laughs> what is she talking about? Everybody has a copier. Yeah. There's no, no, it's the old school. It's the old school. The mimeograph. School, the, mimeograph. The, blue, the blue. Yeah, the, the mimeograph. The blue thing where it made. Is that what it is? Mimeograph. That's what they're using in the schools in the hick. And they used to smell the so. Cities. They used to like have that smell to them. Oh, Remember yeah. they were, there was around. something special about those. <laughs> we probably all got, some, They're probably full of carcinogens. We were probably all oh, inhaling. Oh, um, explains a lot. But I, I do have a question though. Think yeah. about this. So Trump went up against, at the time, I thought was the most grating, foul mean nasty human being ever hillary clinton i didn't think we could outdo that but i think come out camilla harris Pre vice president harris is more unlikable uh, you know Brit, Brit, is more even, unlikable even words that weren't hard for you yesterday were becoming hard <laughs> what's going on i'm becoming very hard because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking too hard um but i, I think that if trump were to run again because if in the cpac poll trump got like what 80 percent. i mean if he decides to run he's the guy but if he has to go up against Kamala, which is the next most unlikable person on this planet, I mean, it's just insane. what a perfect setup for him. Yeah. Because oh. I don't, I don't, I don't see how they get her out. The first female vice president becomes the president because Joe has to go. Um, I don't see how they stop her, and and have any kind of saving grace unless they take her out. You know, they, they you know, they, they, what do they call Clintonize them? Um, Sue, Sue Clinton or something like that. Uh, Arkansas. Um, Arkansas, there you go. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, yeah, you pushed it there. You yeah. pushed it there. But my point is, he's going to run against another horrible human being that, I mean, that even, I mean, it's like, Boy. oh my God, even the Democrats don't like her. Well, we have fun if that's the matchup. We will have some oh, serious fun with that. Can you imagine the things Trump would say during that race? Oh my God. All I. All I know is is I think you were right last night, JV, when you said this four-year break for Trump is magical um, and probably what's needed to happen because it's uh, there. there's now been three people since I told that story that I've talked to that have said that they voted for Trump the first time. They didn't vote the second time because they were just, Wah! one of them actually voted for Biden because they just thought it would be better. 
and and now it's three people now that said they cannot wait to vote for Trump in 24. They're praying that he runs. So I think there's a lot, a lot of people that are like going, uh, but this four years off is really, I hope this gives Trump carte blanche to do what he needs to do. I hope it also in the 2022 or 2020, 2020, Jesus, 22. Slow it down. When, Slow it down. Yeah. When the Republicans sweep, when they sweep, because they're going to be on Trump's court tails. I hope we get a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene types in that are fighters. And then when Trump comes in in 2024 and brings in a bunch more, I hope they have an army that is like the Spartans just rolling in and just going to fix shit and I, fire I, people. I just want to take a minute and, and reference a couple uh, comments in chat. Randall said, I've never heard of uh, any place that will accept a photocopy for an ID when they go to vote. Randall, I think that this was in reference to uh, having to send a copy of your ID in for mail-in voting not in-person voting. So that's a little bit different. There was another comment here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rebel says, uh, in reference to them not having the ability to make photocopies, she says, uh, no, they still have 18th century printing press. You know, the ones with the big wheel? (laughs) (laughs) Turn the big wheel and press it down. Yeah, that's what they have. Hold on. I got a question. I got a question. So I work work in the shithole of LA every day of my life, it seems like. I mean, and, and I work in and amongst the homeless encampments on these buildings. And every person in those camps have cell phones. So if they have cell phones, they have a way to make a copy, of course. Make a damn photo of it. Of course. I mean, if they can all have a cell phone, I don't, it just blows my mind. You know, I mean, who in the White House, who in the White House on her team said, this is a good thing to say. Say they can't, they can't learn how to make photocopies on Xerox machines. <laughs> at, King they, at least they moved the argument from being able to ha- figure out how to get an ID to now figuring out how to make a copy of an ID. Listen, <laughs> you know what? If, if they can't, if they can't figure out, a, you can go uh, to any public library and for 25 cents, make a photocopy, or maybe it's even 10 cents. I don't know. You can go to any post office. Most post office have have uh, photocopies uh, machines in there for you to, you know, put a dime in and make a copy. This is not going to be difficult. It's just they're grasping at straws and they're just moronic. They're just moronic. Um, I think we've worn out our welcome here, but uh, any anything else to add to any of that, Juliet? Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't get over the like they they think people are so stupid. Like they're incapable of finding the MVA to get a license or an ID, and then they can't possibly find a place that has a copy or so they can make a copy to mail it. I mean, and if that were true, let's just pretend that there are people out there that like just can't figure it out. Like maybe I mean they still have the right to vote. If they could figure it out, they could go vote. But I mean maybe if they can't quite get there, it's okay if they miss that ballot. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean you got to look at everything they do, Juliet. Everything the Democrats do need they need people to be that stupid because if they're not that <laughs> stupid, they wouldn't be dependent on them. That's their whole political platform. Everything requires the voter to be stupid, the citizens to be stupid, and they're the smart ones that'll make sure every, their lives run okay from Washington or from the state I'm capital. A, I'm of the mind that voting should not be super easy. I'm of the mind that you have mm-hmm. to put a little bit of energy into it, period. We have, we have voting day. You figure it out. You get the appropriate requisite ID or whatever you need to do it. You figure out where it's at, and you go. If you can't figure it out, you're too fucking dumb to vote. You're too dumb. I'm sorry. I, you know what? Voting is a right, but you got to be knowledgeable. And if you can't figure out how to get your ass down there and know what the rules are, you're too dumb to vote. Sorry. 
we're not going to stop you if you may if you manage to make it up but you know what i don't want to spend a bunch of my taxpayer money on trying to figure out how to help you vote stupid because you're going to vote for shit that's going to put me out of work so and then when i'm out of work i'm not paying taxes and then you don't get your welfare Dust or your your stipend or your stipend stipend oh stipend um so Dustin made this comment. I had to put it up here. Hobos with cell phones is blowing my mind a bit. That's a brick, that's a brick quote that we're going to have on a T-shirt one of these days. Yes, pretty much. And it's true, Dustin. They they, they call them the Obama phone because it happened in the Obama administration that they everybody had to have a phone so that they could uh, receive a phone call from job prospects. It was all about the job prospects. If you don't have a phone, how can you get a job? So they gave phones to everybody. Yeah. You qualify for food stamps. You qualify for government-issued phone. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Vince never got reconnected. He sent me a, a text no. a little while ago saying that he was it was still out. He apologized, but he does look good in this photo. So at least he left us on a on a happy note here. Because if it was if it was this is a hell of a if it was this oops not that oops whoa no nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I didn't say nothing if it was this photo that he left us with I would have been concerned, but thankfully it wasn't. It was oh, not that man. one. Man, am I am I? I swear I'm not tubing there. I'm not doing the tubing. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but it's. I'm glad I captured that uh, moment. Anyway, thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, we had a great crowd in chat tonight. Uh, we tried to keep up with your comments. It's a little bit difficult to do it, but keep them coming. Uh, if you want to contact us and, and make a point that you might want us to address during the program, you can send an email to our special email address, which is right here on the screen, viewer mail at independencegang.com. And uh, we try to check those before every show so we get the latest and we would be happy to share your thoughts and comments with our audience. So please subscribe. Where else? What else do we need, Britt? We need subscriptions. We need likes. Uh, okay. We need subscriptions. We need you to like. Smash the like button. We're on Rumble. We're on Twitch. We're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, so even if you're listening to us on the podcast, please come over to YouTube and just smash, you know, just subscribe. You don't have to listen to us here, but please subscribe. It helps. We're getting so close. Um, Juliet, where can that, where can the people find, find you Gab, Twitter? Where are you? What, what platforms are you on? I am currently only on Gab. I was on Twitter, but I got mad when they banned Trump because he was still a sitting president. And I thought that was really messed up. So I, I left in a huff, <laughs> deleted my account and ran. <laughs> So I'm on Gab. Um, it's Juliet Truth Seeker, which when I made that like a year ago, I thought was really clever. And now I would love to get rid of it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet Truth Seeker at Gab. There you go. You know, I do have to there say, I do have to say, Juliet, you uh, you did yeoman's work tonight. Having to, you had to be two guests tonight, which was it's pretty impressive. You did a wonderful job. So thanks for being here and handling Thank that for you. us. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for tonight. We'll be back Wednesday. We'll be back to Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's the Independence Game.